And here, notice especially the, uh, the references to clothes, to changing your clothes, taking off, putting off the old and putting on the new in Christ Jesus. Reading from Colossians 3, beginning at verse 1. It has that, that Easter context as well, the sense of Easter, the risen Lord. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death whatever, uh, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. You are idolizing something. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The passage especially pointing to clothing yourself with the, the good things, taking off the the sinful things. Congregation of Jesus Christ, I want to begin by telling you the story of two preachers and two actual church experiences. First of all, uh, John Wesley. Do we have a picture here of John Wesley? Here he is. He lived 1703-1791. John Wesley was an Anglican priest from England. And from England he came to North America to the state of Georgia and through his ministry, his, his coming, and, and his understanding of Scripture, he actually founded the Methodist Church. And that worked out in terms of a particular method of salvation. And, and so he started the Methodist Church, and, and the United Methodist Church, uh, Pastor Sackman, is from the United Methodist context and, and ministry. So Wesley... Very keen mind. He was a wonderful preacher. His stress was on personal holiness, that we should be holy. And that's, 
That's a biblical uh, message, absolutely. That, that as we came into the presence of a holy God, we were unholy sinners. And, and so he would, he would bring out that reality that before a holy God, we were, we were not holy at all. We were sinful people. And, and just the, the focus was on that very strongly. So, so people, people were really convicted of their sins. We read Lord's Day, Lord's Day 33. What is, what is it to put off the old self, to have a, a genuine sorrow for our sins? Well, the people Wesley was preaching to had that. They, they were definitely sorry for their sins. And so, so they were weeping and wailing in the church. That was kind of the picture that that you have to get of Wesley's church. It, it was it was very strong focus on sin and the people recognizing their sin. They were truly convicted of their sin. They knew that they were people who were lost. The second the second preacher here is John Wimber. Here he is, a little more modern, thirty four to ninety seven. John Wimber. He was from the state of Missouri. He grew up in a non-Christian family, came to faith through Christian music. And back in the day, the Righteous Brothers. Does anybody remember the Righteous Brothers? You bet. Wimber sang and helped with the Righteous Brothers. He was a singer, musician. And so if you look on YouTube, Righteous Brothers, you can hear their songs. It's nice, gospel, good Biblical stuff. So John Wimber, he, he came to know God through the gospel music. He, uh, he grew in faith through Bible studies. Then he went to seminary, Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California, became a minister and began a house church. And then that developed into the Vineyard Church movement, which is a movement that has a lot of songs that we even sing some of them. The Vineyard Church, very biblical songs, very uh, joyful, thankful songs. If you went to Wimber's church, the key there was joy in the Lord, in, in the, the grace that forgives our sins. And so in, instead of people weeping and wailing, there were people dancing in the aisles. There was a tremendous joy, an exuberance in the grace of God that sins are forgiven. And so when people left the service too, they, they were filled with joy and, and the sense of, of hallelujah, God is so good, God is so great, God is so gracious to me. A little bit of a reminder of 1 Samuel 6 where King David in 1 Samuel 6 is bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and he dances before the Lord. He is so thankful, so joyful. In Psalm 30... Verse 11, it says that of God, you have turned my wailing, my weeping into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. The two emphasis are, are brought together. A genuine sorrow for sin and a wholehearted joy of salvation. That's our confession. It's not just the one, it's not just the other. 
It's both. We need both together. A simultaneous hating sin more and more while delighting in God's grace in Jesus more and more. There's a sense of of getting down on our knees before our Savior, humbling ourselves as sinful people, and, and getting up to our feet and praising God for his forgiving grace. And so that contrast is what we are always working with in our lives, in the church, in worship. We're trying to capture the sense, too, in our confession on Sunday mornings. We have the confession of sin, and then we have the assurance of salvation. And so that's, that's the rhythm of faith. Faith that gets lived out. That's what termed here on the handout ongoing conversion. That, that we move through this in our life of faith. It's not initial conversion. To be initially converted to the faith, to be justified, to be baptized, is the sense, too, that, that we have been going the wrong way in sin, and by God's grace, he has stopped us, and, and we are confronted with our sinfulness, and, and God, God forgives us, and we are justified. We turn around, and, and we start moving in the right direction. So that's justification, but then the sense of, of sanctification that we are, are in our walk, still there are ups and downs. And so that sense of one of Colossians 3, that, that we are dying more and more away to the old sinful life and coming to life more and more in terms of the new self in Christ. We are still sorry for our sins that still drag us down or, or get us off track at times. But by God's grace, he brings us back and, and we rejoice in his forgiveness and in being able to go forward. So that's, that's really the picture here in Colossians 3. Picture of, of changing our clothes, changing out of the dirty rags and putting on the clean robes of righteousness walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, the old self being put off and the new self being put on. Colossians 3 first describes the old ranks that need to come off. And so in verse 5, several are listed there. And then added in verse 8 and 9, the uh, aspects of anger, rage, uh, malice. Malice is to, to hope for the worst for someone. And we sometimes get caught up in that. In our competitive world, we hope that someone else's church doesn't do well. Well, what kind of a hope is that? And so, so somehow, too, malice can enter in and it adds to slander where we speak badly of others or even filthy language from our lips. Those kind of things should not be. Then Colossians 3 describes the new clothes. Verse 12, clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Put those on, that renewing work of the Spirit. So, so that reality of taking off the old and putting on the new. Now there's just one key element that, 
that is underlying all of this that I wanted to stress this afternoon. It's not just taking off the old. It's taking off the old and putting on the new. So you could suggest too, it's, it's changing a vice for a virtue. It's, it's exchanging things that are not so good for things that are much better. In the parable uh, in Luke 11, Jesus talks about a situation where an evil spirit has come out of a man. And it says in, in, in Luke 11, when an evil spirit comes out, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds the house swept and clean and put in order. And then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition is worse than the first. If you, if you just get rid of and don't replace with, then you run even more stuck. And that's, that's the sense behind here too. Let's say you decide that you're going to stop wasting time with watching too much TV or playing too many video games and, and it just strikes you that's not good. That's not helpful for me. It's not healthy. It's not good for my spiritual life, for my walk with God. It, it just not helpful. And so you decide that you're just going to sit there and do nothing. Well, that, that doesn't work. Then, after a little bit, you are back doing even more of what you were doing before. If you switch, if you take up exercise, instead of sitting down to watch more stuff, you get up, you join a team, you just take care of yourself. You find yourself better off. And in that, you maybe meet some people, you have opportunity to witness, to share the faith. You are moving forward in the ways that are good and helpful, the ways of God. Or you can be, be struck at times too. The, the temptation of our culture is, is that we should go out and go shopping. And that's, that becomes almost a habit. And it Ken, if you, I was at a conference last Friday where uh, uh, Dr. Smith from Calvin College, he was speaking, and, and he talked about the mall and the shopping experience as a religious experience. And, and even the mall looks like a, a cathedral. It has the high ceilings and it has the, the fancy windows and, and you walk through and it's a worshipful time. You are worshiping here and worshiping there. And, and on the one hand, you think, ah, that's not it. But on the other hand, it, it is a, a call to people to come, and, and we get drawn in for no reason, just going and spending time and spending money and coming back and thinking, why exactly? It's not the most helpful. It's not the most godly thing. And so that to, to step back from that, and to say, too, instead of that, we're going to spend time in God's creation. Or we're going to replace that time by volunteering at the thrift store. Or we're going, to, we're going to just replace it with something. If you just stop and say, well, I'm not going there, I'm just sitting home. Well, then, then you start to feel, too, wait a minute, this is not working at all. 
you have to replace. So that sense is here too. You also get it in terms of, of stopping what is bad, starting what is good. Those who have uh, fought an addiction and tried to, to step back from an addiction, to, to replace with something, is the ability to go on then in what is right instead of falling back into what is wrong. So there is, there is that sense here in Colossians 3, very much in terms of our daily life, in terms of our living, that, that what clothes do you have on today? And the old rags can seem quite comfortable. The old habits, we just slip back into them and they, they feel good. To be on your guard. To continue to, to put off the old and to put on the new. So, so that's, that's what he's getting at here. And I would just like to tie it into our daily routine where we too uh, have the sense of, of changing clothes at night. For example, you, you put off your, your clothes, the clothes of the day, the clothes that are dirty and sweaty, and, and things, too, in the day that we may have done that weren't right and that weren't good and that weren't godly and that were not helpful. So at the end of your day, you can set those aside also spiritually before the Lord. Lord, that wasn't good. Forgive me. Including thoughts, words, deeds that should never have been thought, said, or done. And that you, you realize the presence of sin and you say to God, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those things. And you set those aside with the sense of, of Lord, please forgive me. And then help me to do better. And then the next morning when you get up, you put on your clean clothes. You put on fresh clothes for the day. And in that, you can... You can put on your new self. So you would put on the blouse of compassion as you get dressed in the morning, as you go through your morning routine, you think, I wonder how that friend is doing. I'll call them today and see. Or I wonder how a family member is coping with an illness. I'll see how they're doing or I'll send them a card. Or I wonder about someone who's lonely. Maybe I can invite them for lunch this week. So you, you put on the new clothes, the clothes of kindness, of compassion. And you have also the sense, yeah, as you, you put on your blue jeans. If we would think about, yeah, the blue jeans of gentleness. So when you, you know in the day, you are going to meet someone who will very likely irritate you. You just know this because this does tend to happen. But you clothe yourself in the morning. Lord, give me patience to deal with this person well, kindly, lovingly. And if you, you lay that before the Lord, and the Lord, you, you dress yourself, you are planning, you hope, you ready to work with that person in that way. That will be 
a better day, a good day, to recognize God working in you and ministering to others in the love and the peace of Christ. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Finally, that, that sense is, is highlighted in Colossians 3, verse 14. That sense of over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And I always like that sense of, of overalls. Christians should wear overalls. Some people do in their work put on some overalls. So we have to, if, if some of you wear overalls too, that, that you have in mind, these are the overalls of love. And that I'm going to be a loving presence to all those around me. And that sense of, of showing love towards those we meet, dealing with situations with people in love, that our thoughts, our words, our deed demonstrate, communicate the love of Christ for us and our love for one another. And that sense of love from, from a joy, a delight in serving our Lord who loved us and gave himself for us. In that way too, we are called every day to put off the old and to put on the new. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word that guides us in our living. And we do pray that when we struggle at times too with old habits, bad habits, things of sin, things of uncertainty, things that are not helpful or upbuilding, Lord, that you would help us remove those, to set those aside. Give us a general sense, a genuine sense of sorrow, that you are not pleased when we respond in malice or anger or greed. And Lord, that, that we would be able to set those things aside and that you would forgive us. Lord, we do pray too that for each one of us here, young or old, that we would have that, that sense of being clothed in, in the good things, the, the spiritual things, the things of faith that you would want us to be to one another and, and before you. Lord, we pray that you would fill us with kindness, with gentleness, with that humility, with compassion and patience, and that as we go forward, especially in love, that your name would be praised in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.